People like games. Presents. Be at some point in the day show with Solo. What's up, folks? It's Solo, and welcome back for another evening of Late Night Gaming Talk. It is Tuesday, February 18th, and tonight we'll be talking a little bit about HQ Trivia's early demise. But before we get into that, let me get these plugs out of the way right quick. At People I Games is the handle for all of our socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. The website, plg.gg, men's and women's apparel, as well as event info, February 20th. 28th, which speaking of, we're hosting a New Year social in Plainview, New York. Tickets on Eventbrite and at the door. This show you are listening to can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and all the other usual suspects. I suppose it's now showtime. If you're new or if you've been here, I start off the show with a little segment called Topics of Note, but drum roll, we got a title. No scope. So topics of note, no scope. There's no scope to the topics that could be covered from the gaming industry. Super clever. There's a sound cue involved. Game. Let's get it. First up, Sonic gives Detective Pikachu to smoke in its opening weekend, surpassing its grand domestic uh, numbers, 57 million to 54 million. However, it did not fare better internationally. However, shout out to the designers who had to work relentlessly because of the extreme criticism the first versions or iterations of the sonic design faced and for them to do all of that and still be able to release the movie in a realistic window super impressive props to them and then a reverse props to the fans for showing out in the opening weekend to reward all of that work that was done by those designers circle of life now next up we got the numbers for YouTube's exclusivity deal with Activision Blizzard has been released. They paid $160 million for the rights to the Overwatch League, the Call of Duty League, and the Hearthstone League for the next three years exclusively. To put that into context, two years ago, Activision Blizzard signed a $90 million deal for two years for only the Overwatch League with Twitch. Whether that was Twitch overspending, whether that was unrealistic numbers from the get-go, whatever the case may be, what we do know is that the value of Activision Blizzard's product has decreased going into its third year rather than increase and to be thrown in with two other leagues, including one upstart and to still be thrown into a small number like that. Not the greatest, not the greatest position for them to be in. And so with Riot working on their own FPS that takes elements of the Overwatch hero compositions, I'm a little worried for them, but they're Activision Blizzard, so they might come out with something that gets people excited, but it's probably not going to be an esports league. It'll probably be a title. Shout out Diablo 4. Next up, I got for you a little bit of news from Bloomberg, not the presidential candidate, the news source that Nintendo is going to be facing global shortages for the Nintendo Switch due to the coronavirus. For those unfamiliar, a lot of the components for the electronics that are made globally are made in China. And in Nintendo's case, they are made in China. However, then they're shipped to Vietnam to be assembled and then shipped out. However, due to the delays in what is occurring over in China right now, it's an upside down question mark 
they have announced a new Nintendo Direct for the 20th, but I'm sure that Direct will touch on a delay for the Nintendo, or excuse me, for the Animal Switch Crossing limited edition Switch that was coming out as well. Then to wrap things up, the ESL Pro League has announced a revenue sharing scheme with 13 deals that mimics what the new Counter-Strike Go League Flashpoint, which was created in the beginning of February, does, where they did a revenue sharing structure with all the teams involved. This does it with the 13 major entities that have been there from the beginning. I'm sure other teams will be, you know, they'll create a system to be allowed into the revenue sharing position. It's like an esports version of of, of uh, a traditional sports league where there is revenue sharing and then once expansion leagues come in, they get brought into the revenue sharing as well. So glad to just see at least unique forms of leagues being created to create fi- financially sustainable models. This does give the ESL Pro League and Flashpoint a little bit of a WCWW uh, WF because we don't do the WWE, WWF-like uh, battle, which I'm sure will be great for rating. So I hope they talk a lot of shit while doing this. Now, let's get to the final story of the evening. HQ Trivia has announced it is closing its doors and shuttering the app. Not surprising whatsoever. Simply put, the company has been in disarray since it sort of shot up to fame in its early years, and I want to say 2016, if I'm Oh, 2017, when it first launched, it was a very unique novel idea, and it was in the middle of this shift from cable uh, subscriptions to internet online consumption, and for a company to have the ability to create a daily form of content that was based on a certain schedule, and then for people to tune in, it was mind-blowing. It was supposed to be the future of content. However, then it did not become that, and for those unfamiliar, the the founders of the app, Russ Yusupov and Colin Kroll. Colin Kroll passed away this past year. Russ Yusupov, though, they were the founders of Vine, that huge, huge, famous social networking app, the six-second clips that went away. And the, the TikTok predecessor would be a great way to put it. They ended up selling to Twitter. Nothing really came of that. It went away. They shut down that company, too. Now, with this, it I actually had the opportunity to interview Russ Yusupov, and I discussed with him what they learned from their sale to Twitter and Russ was very vocal in his regret of it and he wouldn't really give me a straight answer but one of the things I realized was that there was no viable revenue model even at scale with what they were trying to make and so even as they got more users it was like okay but where are you going with this you have to have a reason to be gaining these users like getting users and then giving them money is not a viable business model like what is someone going to give you to be able to be part of it and initially it was a great idea I thought they would uh, constantly evolve on it, but how many times can you run the same shit back and expect people not to get bored with it? And then, you know, Scott Rogowski, who was the, the initial host, who sort of shot to his own fame, ended up leaving. There's a whole lot of things that they could have done right that they didn't. And it was in everyone's interest for this to sh- just be sort of finished off because there was nowhere else really left for it to go. I believe Russ is now working on the Vine Inspiration Part 2, whatever it's called, Bite or something. It just, you know, shows how labeling companies the future just as they're in the nascent stages of their existence is incorrect because to have a leg up or a a foot ahead of someone else in a very long marathon race doesn't really do much for you because obviously no one else tried to replicate it, but simultaneously they didn't try to make it viable over the long run. 
run at scale. And so, yeah, it, it, it was, it's like a one hit wonder. Yeah, it was super cool. And well, then why don't I? Because it was never meant to be built. It was never built for the long run. And so next time you see something heat up that quickly, it might not be in the long run. The things that heat up slowly are built for the game. And the ones that pop to the front are, are the first to arrive, not the first in the end. And so on that note, I called it day one that this wasn't going to work and doesn't give me any joy. I feel bad for the 25 full-time employees who were sort of let go on the fly from an email, which I always do when these things shut down. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure uh, the founders will be fine. RIP to a cool idea that had wings, but did not have the fuel to get there all the way. Anyway. We're back in the building. It's gonna be a whole lot more interviews upcoming for this month. And we got, like I said, the event and a new series from the good old folks at People I Games going to be announced as well. Stay tuned. The content is coming heavy. Oh, we're going live in March and we're gonna start streaming too. Pow pow, the streams, the Twitch names, all of that upcoming. Good Lord, it's the people's here. Thank you, as always, for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Bean!